We must show the world what a free economy can do to reduce unemployment, to put unused capacity to work, to spur new productivity. So when people want to succeed, I say to them, find out the dream that God has for you and then give it your best shot. And with that, you'll be successful. We can restore our economic strength and build opportunities like none we've ever had before. All we need to begin with is faith, and that dream will come true. All we need to do is act, and the time for action is now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tandem Radio, the good news on business, where each week we seek God's guidance in our business relationships and answer your questions as we walk in integrity together. We want to welcome all of our radio and global internet listeners to the program. And now, here's our host, Glenn DeLakian. Good morning and welcome to Tandem Radio Live. We're excited to be here on the Bridge Network. And uh, boy, we have a busy day today. But for those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, just want to let you know a little bit about our show. I'm Glenn DeLakian, the show host, along with Peter Grandich, who's here with me each week. And uh, our goal is to interact with those of you who either are in business, want to be in business, or maybe you're involved in ministry and have a business aspect to what you're doing. And uh, what we'd like to do is help you walk in integrity every day. Um, We believe the Christian walk is a 24-7 journey, and the old adage of all is love, fair and love and war just isn't what Jesus Christ had in mind. But God has a wealth of knowledge for us in the Bible, and uh, we found in our experience that uh, every answer, every question that you may have relative to business and life in general, the answers can be found right there in the Word. So our goal is to help professionals, because many professionals excuse me, often feel pressure that they're working in a um, secular environment and trying to walk in God's light. But we hope to encourage you and uh, help you stay in integrity with God's guidance and uh, uh, our references back to the Word. Typically, this is a call-in show. It is a live show, but we have three special guests today, and we're filled with great information. And, of course, it's also a solemn day where we'll be paying our respects to 9-11. And uh, so we're going to get right into the show. And uh, before we kick off, I'd just like to have Peter uh, introduce himself. Tell him a little about your background, Peter. Well, thank you. It is a very uh, important day that we'll spend a lot of time for the rest of the show speaking about. So I'll just be brief and say that my businesses are a financial blog where I speak socially, economically, politically, and spiritually. And then separately, I have a uh, Christian-based financial sports management company. deal primarily with professional athletes and the general public. And I work in sports ministry. And in particular, tonight is our first uh, chapel for the New York Giants. And uh, we need prayers because I think Carolina is going to be pretty tough. So <laughs> we'll see how things go. Is George McGovern on that too? Well, George George <laughs> will lead the chapel tonight. But uh, you just you know, just real quick, people should know this. And the NFL is a little bit different than all the sports. Both the home team and the visiting team go to a hotel the night before. Okay. It's a tradition in the NFL where if you're the home team or your baseball team, you just drive from your house back and forth. So actually the the guys getting together spiritually is much better that way because they're all together in one place. No, oh, that's interesting. And of course, I'm Glenn DeLakian and uh, been involved in business all my life. And uh, my focus is uh, really helping other people with this show through the word and guiding you and, and uh, doing my best from my experience, but most importantly from the, the Lord's word on helping you find uh, your path uh, in Christ, in business, and uh, our goal is to help you be as successful as possible while doing that at the same time. Our show today, a little bit different twist, lest we forget 
our struggles and heroes is the uh, theme of the show today. And as we normally do, we're going to bracket the show with some scripture. But um, typically, we have one guest on the show, but today we have three. And uh, we're going to actually be bringing in John Field today, who's from the Feel Good Foundation. He's actually in New York, but he'll be calling in the second half of the show. And we're excited to spend some time with him and find out the progress of where it all stands with first responders and so forth. We also have Jeremy Skillings, who's not only one of our sponsors, but a good friend and a brother in the Lord, who is actually... Uh, um, was actually in the towers the day uh, of 9-11, and he has some of his story to share. And we're also excited to have Mayor Anna Little with us today. And uh, Anna is not only the mayor of Highlands, uh, she's a very energetic young woman, and it's amazing what she gets done. And I, I see her all over the place. But she's also running for Congress, and she's going to talk about that in a few minutes. But let's start off with our scripture verse. Uh, as we do, we bracket the show with scriptures to keep us on track. And today's scripture, I thought, uh, Peter, I was looking at, uh, thinking about what this day represented, and 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 one of the things I, I thought of right away on the day of 9-11 when it happened was, people are going to forget too soon. You know, it's, it's one of those things. So I, it came to me, scripture came to me, was Joshua 4, 5, 7 in the Old Testament, where it says, each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it, when it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. The stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So God wants us to remember key things. He wants us to memorialize things that are important. And, of course, there's even a memorial being built in New York as we speak. Uh, but I thought that would be one of the good uh, scriptures to start off with. And the second scripture is John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And since we're going to be talking a lot about first responders today, I thought that was a, a very important uh, scripture to tie in. I also have a special scripture just for John Field, which uh, when we get him on the phone, uh, I want to read the scripture to him because I do want to encourage him and all he's doing. I know he's listening right now, and we'll have him on in a little while. But as we move forward, let's get to our guest, and I'm going to ask uh, Mayor Anna Little to introduce herself on the show. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. My name is Anna Little, and I live in the borough of Highlands, and I'm honored to be the mayor there. But I'm very excited today about my race for Congress. Hmm. You see, we have a progressive movement in the United States that is seeking to demoralize and diminish the American people. And I'm part of a movement nationwide that's going to restore honor to the American people and to the government, the legacy left us by the Founding Fathers. And I'm running against Frank Pallone in Congressional District 6. So mm. it's very important that all people of good faith come out and vote on November 2nd. Um, we need to do this because it's very important that our ethics and our morality be shown in by our representatives in the work that they do in Washington, D.C., and that that example be followed at the state level, at the county level, at the local level. You see, government is the way that we are able to influence life on earth and it is our obligation to see that life on earth mirrors what god would want us to have in heaven that's a great point you know it, it is so true that you know, obviously god put us in dominion he said whatever you loose in heaven will be loosed on earth and so forth and uh, that's a powerful statement anna thank you and you know one of the reasons we have you here today is because you are running and uh i know we've met a few times i saw you at bridge fest and uh, every time i see you, you're spunky you run around all over the place but <laughs> i guess you have to be to break the trend that's been going on here in new jersey right i agree with that you see i think god has given me many gifts and I know he's given similar gifts to everyone. And it's my goal while I'm here for whatever short time God's permitted me to be here, that I use every single gift he's given me 
you see, my, my life belongs first to him. Mm. And because I'm married second to my husband, and thank God my husband and I agree that the kids are first, you know. But <laughs> that's where my focus has to be. That's where all of our focus needs to be. And I think God's given me a great opportunity here to bring his word and his message and his way by an example into government. Because I do believe that since the creation of man, the first man and the first woman, we've been in that battle between right. good and evil, mm. and we have to make a choice. That's what that free will is all about. So our choice has to be with God. Right. And I'm hoping that by my campaign and by my election and then the work that God gives me the opportunity to do, that we're going to be able to set that example. Great news. Great news. Well, you know, it's funny because our— um, uh, our show theme is the good news on business, and uh, you certainly just heard some of the good news on politics for sure, but they're tied together. We've seen that on previous shows, that it's so important that we do make a difference in government and uh, that we do take a stand. Tell us a little bit more about the election. How's things going for you right now? Well, we're really doing very, very well, and this is somewhat surprising to some of the professionals since I'm a grassroots candidate. Uh, in the primary, which ended on June 8th, we were actually outspent 12 to 1, and we won through a lot of hard work and a lot yeah. of knocking on doors by about 83 votes. You see, we only needed one to win, and it was 84. So the 83, we figured that was extra. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but we're running now in the general election, and the election day is on November 2nd, and uh, we're a little better funded this time around. I oh, think okay. um, God knew we were going to need to get a message out. So we're in the six figures of fundraising. We have over $150,000 cash on hand right now. Wow. We have a great event on Wednesday night um, in Long Branch, and we've got uh, confirmed attendees, about 100 of them. At $1,000 a head. But, wow. you know, we have other lower ticket events because we really do want everybody to get involved in this and catch the excitement. Every Tuesday night, 5 o'clock in Keyport at the IHOP on Route 36, mm -hmm. and then at 6 o'clock in Metuchen on Main Street at What's the Scoop, which is an ice cream and pizza place. Right, I know them both. And then at 7 o'clock in Asbury Park at the Asbury Park VFW on the corner of Bond and Lake, we have our strategy meetings. And over 200 people show up really? every Tuesday. And then we have our Saturday marches. And if you want to get involved in those, all you have to do is go up to the website at analittleforcongress.com and put your email address in where it says volunteer. And then you'll get a weekly notice as to where we're showing up and where we'll be knocking on doors that week. That's great. And there'll be a link to that website on tandemradio.com, of course, Peter. You know, it, it's, it's really interesting as I sit here. Uh, for the first time ever, you know, as I told you, Many years ago, when I entered the financial service industry, a guy told me, if you want to be successful, don't talk about politics, religion, and other men's wives. <laughs> but uh, I've negated clearly the, the politic part of it. Uh, recently, I made my first ever public endorsement. Mike, Michael Faulkner, who is an African-American black Republican minister from Harlem, who's running against, I think, the epitome of what needs to go, Charlie Rangel. Right. And he, too, was a grassroots. No one gave him a chance, you know, a, a black Republican from Harlem, you know, and, and now he's uh, really gaining fever. And I, and I think what I hear from Anna and what I hear, obviously, from Michael and others is, for the first time I can remember as an adult, God being brought back into mm. our, 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 our way of life in America and being willing to speak about it. You know, there was the silent majority 20 years ago, whatever, but the problem was they were too silent. They were upset. They saw the problems that were starting to happen, but they didn't really speak out, and they didn't want to put their name behind the good Lord. And I think if you ask anything now that's different, and I think the Glenn Beck rally recently really showed that, that people were finally are willing to openly again 
speak about their faith and not be fearful that it's going to somehow be politically incorrect and actually hurt them in the election. And, and I think, that, you know, it's the old Romans, if God is for you, who can be against you? And, right. and I think that's what the people who are embracing the Lord in a proper way are really being led in this. Mm. Well, that's a great comment. And, uh, you know, it's true. You're right. I mean, I've never seen, um, um, if you want to say honor, morality, some of the words you use there, uh, being such a big issue in an election, uh, I can't remember that either. And and it is critical because I think the pendulum, especially in the last presidential election, swung so far in the opposite direction that I don't. I think people were just caught up in the malaise. They just didn't realize what they were doing, you know. And, and that's just my opinion. But it's our show. We can say what we want to say. But uh, it's incredible. And and uh, uh, I pray often for the politicians, and we pray that the pendulum will swing back as well. And uh, we're praying for you, Anna, that you're going to have great success. We have a break coming up shortly, and we're going to come back with Anna Little and also with Jeremy Skillings, who's here with us today, to talk about um, where we were on 9-11 and what happened that day, which everybody knows pretty much. Uh, but some unique insights I think we'll have. And uh, uh, we're excited to have these special guests. And, of course, in the second half of the show, we'll have um, John Field, who's actually on the ground in New York right now, and uh, he'll be calling in a little while, and we'll be joining in with him because he has the Feel Good Foundation, if you're not familiar, familiar with that. Again, you can find more information about our guests and about all that we do here at Tandem Radio on tandemradio.com. We encourage you to go there. As a matter of fact, if you uh, send in a question there, we uh, may answer it on the show. Uh, usually we will. So if you want to email there and uh, send in your questions, we'll be happy to get back to you uh, probably either certainly through email but possibly on the air as well we're excited to have you here on the bridge network radio stations and uh, we're looking forward to having some exciting things coming up in the next segment and uh, we appreciate you listening so have a blessed day the fellowship of christian athletes fca has become a worldwide christian sports ministry the vision of fca is to see the world impacted for jesus christ through the influence of athletes and coaches currently in the u.s we have over 8,000 fca huddle clubs meeting on junior high high school and college campuses each week to help these athletes and coaches to grow in their faith for more information go to our fca link at tandemradio.com Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. 
Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. We're excited to be here with you today. We have some great guests. Uh, Mayor Anna Little from the Highlands is running for Congress. We also have Jeremy Skillings, who was actually in the towers on 9-11, which uh, he's got some special words to share with us. And coming up in the next half of the show, we have John Field from the Feel Good Foundation. I know many of our listeners know John, but they're going to get to know him a little bit better today. And we're excited to talk to you about God's Word. This is the good news on business Tandem Radio with Glenn DeLakian along with Peter Grandich. And uh, it's going to be a great day, so stay tuned. Uh, Anna, we were just talking about your background, about the elections, and uh, there's a lot of exciting things going on with you, and, and we definitely want people to go to the website and check your link. But let's digress a little bit and get into the, actually the theme of the day. Um, we, we all, I think, on this day as it comes close, we, we think about where were we that day, you know? And I know that morning, I'll, I'll never forget, uh, for some reason I was home, and I'm never home that early in the morning, and my wife ran to school for one of the the boys, the school had called. She had to take something to the boy. I think they forgot their lunch or something. But I'll never forget, I heard the back door close and I heard silence. And usually my wife comes home going, hey, honey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I heard silence. And then I heard weeping. And I turned around. My wife was crying. And she said, did you turn on the TV? And I, I couldn't, she, we ran over TV, turned it on, and we just were stunned standing there in front of the television watching what was going on. And it was incredible. So, and I was, I wanted to get your perspective because I know you have a unique perspective on this. Uh, where were you that day? Well, I was actually picking up my secretary, going to take her up to the office in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and I got a cellular telephone call from my husband, hmm. who was in New York, about oh. three blocks away from the building, and he was trying to tell me over the phone that a plane had hit the first tower. Hmm. And uh, I didn't really believe that it was an attack at the time. Right. I thought it was just an accident. And I said, Rob, are you sure? Air traffic control being what it is today, are you sure that really happened? And then he said, oh, my God, there's a second plane. Wow. And he was watching as that second plane hit. Well, you see, the cell phone cut out. Right. And I didn't hear from my husband again that morning hmm. until 2 in the afternoon. Now, it was rather an odd situation because the secretary's in the car and I'm driving her while this is all going on. So she took both of my cell phones. As an elected official, I had two, one of my own and, and one paid for by the taxpayers. And I said, Do, just use the personal one. Keep trying to reach him. Mm. I think I better take us home. Right. And I did go to the school where my children were attending, and I went to pick them up. Now, the nuns at the uh, Our Lady of Perpetual Help Roman Catholic School in Highlands were very, very good. They shut all of the radios and televisions off. They stopped work. They prayed with the children. They um, talked about distracting things because most of those kids had parents that went in and out of the city. Right. So when I arrived at the school, I was greeted by a crying parent at the door. Mm whose husband was in the towers. Wow. I don't remember which floor, but very high up. Mm. And I do not believe that man came home. Oh, wow. But uh, I did collect my children, and of course we unplugged the television set. They were nine, seven, and four at the time. Mm. And uh, we were playing board games, and I was running back and forth between my home and the ferry stop where my husband would be returning home. Mm. And uh, I can remember finding him at two in the afternoon, covered in dust, and uh, a bit in shock because, you see, I found out later he spent about an hour directing traffic after the phone cut out. Wow. And he helped all of those emergency first responders get into the towers. No kidding. And he didn't know until after he had stood by the floating hospital on the ferry docks handing out masks to those who might have asthma. Um, he didn't find out until after that and the two clouds of dust had come over and his life before his eyes twice. And then he got on the ferry to come home. That's when he realized 
via the television on the ferry that all of those first responders had been either endangered or killed. Wow. So when I found him at 2 in the afternoon, walking around in Highlands, he was in shock. No kidding. And so there was six months of PTSD after that. And uh, But, you know, there's a positive twist to this, you see, because we're not defined in our life here on Earth by what happens to us. Right. We're defined by what we do in response mm. to what happens to us. And in the borough of Highlands, as I was looking for my husband, I couldn't help but notice that there were empty cars, but they were lined up with only a driver waiting wow. by the ferry stop to take anybody that got off that ferry home, Wow! no matter where they lived. Hmm. Everybody, not just the first responders in Highlands that had volunteered for the position, but first responders in Highlands that came out of their homes on a day that was perfect. Right. When I'm sure they had other plans, hmm. moved by what was going on to their fellow man, their fellow men, women, and children who were in New York, and we were the first point of evacuation and triage oh. in the borough of Highlands because the ferries could operate at a time when subways and trains right. could not. And many roads were blocked off for security reasons. So Highlands, my town, the little borough of Highlands, <laughs> a square mile, 5,000 people, became a very important location wow. for people who were in a very uncertain time in their life. And I was really stricken by the way that Highlands residents responded on that day. And furthermore, the patriotism that was shown by every American on that day and in the weeks and months following, that's what defines us as human beings, as children of God, and as a nation. Mm. And that's what I'd like to remember today. That's right. That's right. Well, that's good. I appreciate you putting that uh positive view on it because we do tend i think to get too solemn sometimes and and remember all the negative aspects when it was you know even president bush reminded us at the time that we were going to pull together and move together and and do things in a new way and see things in a new light and and uh i i sometimes wish that we could recapture and i think we will at some point recapture that uh, as you mentioned patriotism and drive now um that is a very unique insight that's more to the story than i even realized you had so i i really am happy that you're here today and you were able to share that with listeners and and hopefully there's some folks in Highlands listening and uh, we can say thank you for your service. And I know there's a lot of first responders listening today and um, because I know John's going to be on shortly and he has a lot to say about what goes on. But let's uh, talk to Jeremy for a second. Uh, Jeremy, um, if, you, uh, if you could, you, were, you mentioned to me this morning when we walked into the radio station that today was just much like the day that it was 9-11 and same kind of weather, same kind of day. And I know, uh, Jeremy, take your time with this because it's the first time publicly you've really spoken about uh, what happened, even though it was nine years ago. And uh, we really appreciate you being here. So in, in however much you want to spend, take a couple of minutes real quick and, and share a little bit about your day that day. Sure. Um, and I appreciate it. Um, yeah, today is, is an exact memory. It feels almost like a duplicate of the morning of 9-11. Mm. Um, perfectly blue skies. Um, I had come in early. I had a meeting um, with someone that, un unfortunately, eventually didn't make it out of the buildings. Um, I think the thing that everyone always asks me, they'll say if they find out that I was there, what's your story? And I think um, Anna talked a little bit about and kind of showed it a little bit. The people that were in there, at least most of us, had no idea what was going on. I mean, your husband was confused. What's going on? And I think people, when they hear my story, expect me to 
sort of put that into what was happening in their minds because they were seeing it on TV. But we were just a bunch of people that didn't know. I was sitting in, I was in a cubicle then. Um, it was before hours, so there were only a couple people on my floor. Um, heard a big boom, but I, I had no idea what it was. I was actually almost annoyed by it because I had to get my work done for the meeting that I had at 9 o'clock. And somebody from an office ran out to look out the window. And from our vantage point, I was in the South Tower. I was on the 54th floor. You could see smoke coming out, but you couldn't see the hole where the plane had gone into the North okay. Tower. So you could see a little smoke coming out, and you could see papers fluttering in the wind, a lot of papers. But we had no idea what that meant. I thought maybe a boiler had blown up. Who knows? Who knows? You're not expecting a plane to hit the, sure. the, the trade center. So and th- we all decided we should just go down, get out of the building. Um, I... I actually would have stayed there. I, I, to this day, the woman that I work with on the floor that decided we should do that, she basically saved my life because I wasn't, I wasn't going to do that. I just thought it was just some boom. I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. I was just focused on work. Wow. And I called, um, I called my office of my father and just said, something happened to the North Tower. You're going to hear it on the news probably. But it wasn't the tower I'm in. Don't worry. I'm fine. Didn't get a chance to talk to him again because all the cell phones being out for hours later. So in the meantime... My tower collapsed, got hit, all that kind of stuff, right. and they never, never heard anything again. Um, going down, basically, we took there's two, there's multiple sets of elevators in the trade centers. Mm-hmm. So when you're on certain floors, you can take a small elevator down to the main. There's a main middle floor, and then you take big elevators down from there. Right. So we took the small elevators, got out, and um, decided to walk down the rest of the way. They were telling us to go back up because they didn't know what was going on. But I, I think my biggest memories were walking down that stairwell and uh, and just seeing, like, we didn't know what was happening. We were trying to get out. I was in there when our building got hit. And the first responders we're talking about now, seeing firemen going up. We didn't know what we were doing going down. We had no idea what was going on. But they also didn't know what was happening, and they were going up. And right. I know I know that they probably never came down. Mm-hmm. And probably the first time I really broke down after all this happened was just thinking about those people going up and not knowing what was going to happen right. and, and never making it out of there. Hmm. Well, you know, that leads right into our scripture, and uh, we are coming up on a break, and we'll continue after the break. But, you know, greater love is no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends, John fifteen thirteen. I know those first responders uh, didn't have an idea that they weren't coming out that day, but they probably always had in their back of their mind on any call they had that uh, there's always that chance. And uh, I always think of, uh, you know, in, in the case of first responders, people rushing in when everybody else is rushing out. So um, we definitely lift up our prayers to those folks today and all those families that were impacted. And um, we're glad you made it out, Jeremy. I know uh, we too. talked about it and, and you went through some trying times afterwards to think about it. And we're so happy that uh, you're here today. And Anna, we're happy your husband made it out as well. I know he went through the struggles and so forth, but. Um, Uh, We're going to return after the break uh, in a few minutes, and um, there's uh, a lot more to talk about and a lot more to discuss. We have John Field from the Feel Good Foundation coming up, and uh, he's in New York right now, and he'll be speaking to us live for a while. And uh, we're just excited to be here. This is Glenn DeLakin, your host, along with Peter Grandich, and uh, we'll uh, see you after the break. business has been the backbone of the U.S. economy since the country was founded. 
In these trying times, it is increasingly more difficult for Christians to balance their walk with God and their journey through the world of commerce. Tandem Radio is here to help with the good news on business, a live call-in program. Join your host, Glenn Delakian, along with featured commentator Peter Grandich, Saturdays each week, 11 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, right here on the Bridge FM Network and streaming live on tandemradio.com. When potential clients Google your business name or what you do, do you come up in the top five? If not, someone else is getting many of your sales opportunities. Search engines like Google and others are becoming more important to generating new business. With more people tuning out traditional advertising, search engines allow you to show up when customers are actually searching for what you offer. You Can Be Found has a proven record of helping businesses get found with rates that fit your budget. We offer free website analysis to help you understand your best options. For more on You Can Be Found, please click the link at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. There are times in life when everyone needs a caring attorney they can trust. As your lawyer, I will always treat you with the utmost respect, honesty, and care when representing your legal needs. The Law Office of Judith Amorsky handles criminal, municipal, civil, and family matters, business needs, real estate, and estate planning. I also handle debt reduction and bankruptcies. To make an appointment or to speak with me directly, call Judy Amorsky at 732-683-1227 or follow the link to my website at tandemradio.com. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. We're excited to uh, be here with you today, and uh, we have some tremendous guests. I want to say thank you to Mayor Ann Little, who had to scoot out. She's heading to Monmouth Beach, I believe, uh, where she's um, basically uh, going to uh, be on a campaign trail all day today. And she said she's actually finishing the day with singing uh, God Bless America. So um, I apologize. I'm not sure where that is, but uh, uh, that's going to be an exciting finish to the day for her. So uh, keep in mind, Mayor Ann little and uh, her run for uh, Congress and uh, I think she'd be a great addition to DC and and certainly will shake it up down there we're excited to have her we also again have Jeremy Skillings with us today and Jeremy uh, you were just just briefly I just want to finish up with what you were saying originally so you were actually in the towers as we heard from the first half Uh, you got out because some woman uh, who was uh, I'm sure prompted by God said let's get out of here a lot of people took your tact and decided to stay there unfortunately And, and that was despite being told to basically stay. Yep. Yeah. Just remember that. That's they it. told us at the elevator to go back up. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um so just just finished getting out of the building. So you took the elevator down to the main level, you got down. What did you find when you got to the bottom of the tower? Um when we got to the bottom, you're in sort of the mall area that used to be there between um the buildings. I saw I saw some things that are still in my head that no one should see. Right. <laughs> and don't want to get into that as much. And sure. at that time you're not even you would never expect that to be the case, those things to be happening. So at that time you don't even know if you should believe your mind. Right. Um 
then the other thing is we'd seen the firemen coming up. All the Port Authority police officers had made basically a pathway for us to just walk through, and they took us all the way out through the subway tunnels to Chambers Street, um, just saying, keep going down. They were all just sit, standing, down, standing there helping us get out. We came up through the subway several blocks down, looked back, saw our building on fire with a giant hole in it. And wow. um, so all those first responders, it, it's amazing. When you, when you think about you put a government together to do the things that people can't do just for themselves. And, right. a, and the base thing of that is first responders and people like that helping us in, in tragedy. And to not take care of them when they've done that for you is is a real shame. And that's why I think what John's doing is an amazing thing and a wonderful thing. Well, I appreciate that. We're going to come back to Jeremy in a minute or two. But, you know, Anna said uh, the first responders are not only the first responders, but they're also our first line of defense. And we certainly appreciate that. And I know Peter wants to introduce our next guest. Well, thank you, Glenn. Uh, there's an old saying that says uh, not all of us can be heroes because somebody has to stand on the sidewalk and clap as the heroes go by. Mm. And uh, I've had a lot of sports heroes. I've been blessed to meet them. But uh, several years ago, I truly met a, a true American hero. And uh, people, it is a tragic day. And I don't want to take anything away from the act that occurred. It, it can never be forgotten. And it can never be lessened to the tragedy and the hurt and the pain. Obviously, you can see Jeremy has after nine years of witnessing what mm, he saw and right. so forth and so on. But I think something goes beyond that, unfortunately. And I think I've called it the American tragedy of our lifetime. And that is the 70,000-plus respond, first responders who went, who saw a call, and unlike me, didn't see the dust and said, there's no way I'm going near that, but instead went to help. Some went just for hours. Others went days, weeks, and months. And since that time, uh, I'm sorry, the 40,000, 70% of them, are sick, dying, or dead. Mm. And for nine years, the government, while promising, and remember, the government gave assurances. At the time, EPA uh, Commissioner Whitman, former governor of Jersey, came out and said the air is fine. Okay, right. uh, These people went, and they've gotten sick. They've lost everything they have, including lives, and uh, really had were lost because there was no one for them. The government was actually against them. And the man we're about to introduce, who I met several years ago, along with a few others, but really the main gazane, as they like to say, <laughs> John Field, uh, who will tell you his own story, really has been the vocal point and a key point and really the leader to get justice and to finally get a bill that, and he can explain about it. But uh, when you want to do movies and you want to do about American heroes, this is this is a real American hero we're about to introduce. So I'd like to welcome to the program uh, John Field. Are you there, John? Um, yes, Peter. And, uh, you know, my famous words to you, thank you again. <laughs> and um, I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. And I want to say to Jeremy, uh, I hope you can find some sort of peace of mind and some closure because I know what you went through. Thank you. Thank you. John, you know, if you can, just give us the two-minute version of what happened to you and then what has been happening since because of that. Well, um, first, let's, let's, let's remember what today's all about, remembering those we lost, 2,751 lives, innocent lives we lost to senseless violence. Um, I, you know, Peter, I don't like talking about myself, but I know you um, my left foot, 
my left foot was crushed while working on the pile. Uh, 8,000 pounds of steel crushed my left foot. I spent 11 weeks in the hospital with gangrene. Half of my foot was amputated, but I am, I am lucky and I am blessed not to be sick like those with the invisible illnesses like cancer and respiratory problems that are literally killing us. Well, John, you became an advocate and you have a, a great staff of, of people who have suffered or family members have suffered. Tell us how the Feel Good Foundation came about what it's been doing, and where we are in terms of finally getting the deserving help that the government has promised but failed to deliver up until now. Sure. Um, well, Peter, it's no, it's no secret. I fought for my own benefits for years. While everybody else was sick, I was injured. I had a physical gruesome injury that was visible, and I couldn't understand why I kept getting denied. And I fought, and I never took no for an answer, and I finally won my... Uh, my benefits, and then people heard about the guy with half a foot, and then people asked me for help. And as before the Field of Foundation, for two, three years, I was advocating individually. And then uh, in 2005, I started the foundation and uh, surrounded myself with people that were like me. And um, other than my lawyers, um, I have 9-11 responders, those affected by 9-11 on my board. And you truly have to know what it's like. And you truly know how to, you have to know how to suffer like them to understand what they're going through to help them. And since then, we've helped uh, re- responders and heroes in 18 states. And um, we've helped thousands get their benefits. We've donated probably about $275,000 um, over the last five years. And while it sounds like a lot, it's not a lot. And I can tell you honestly, everybody who's listening, a lot of that has to do with the help of Peter Grandage. Um, I am no smarter or no better than anybody but I have a drive and a passion to see this through. And i am got good news today. On a day of sorrow, in, in, in two weeks from now, the week of the 20th, uh, hopefully the 22nd or 23rd, our bill's going back on the floor. And it's going on the floor as a regular rules vote with nobody playing games. And Republicans and Democrats, they're going to vote like Americans. They're not going to vote like their party lines. And I, I'm proud to to say I was part of that. But to make sure this happens, we're still doing a rally, uh, an event on the West Lawn of the Capitol on September 15th, next Wednesday. And I'm bringing five buses of 9-11 heroes down there so members of Congress can meet these men and women while I parade them through the halls and let them see what they voted against in July and let them know how to vote the following week. And let's get this bill passed because this is a life-saving bill that is going to give health care guaranteed health care for the next eight years, and it's going to compensate these men and women, some of them who can't even put food on the table, that are losing their homes, that don't have gas money to get to a chemotherapy appointment. This is un-American, and it's not going to happen anymore on my watch. Peter, we are at nine years. I keep saying we're at nine years. I am not going to say we are at ten years. This is the year we passed this bill, and this is the year we finally help these men and women to risk their life without prejudice. John, this is Glenn. That, that's amazing news. We're so excited to hear that. And you're right. You, you can't give up that fight. You have to keep going right up to the very day because you know how D.C. can be. So we applaud you. Uh, I'm excited to hear that you're taking busloads of people down there. And, of course, anything we can do to get the word out and help you with that, we will put a link on our site at TandemRadio.com and uh, certainly do our best to connect well, with I, listeners. I, I, uh, Glenn, we have a bus, a bus pickup at 530 at the exit 8 on the New Jersey Turnpike Molly Pitchard rest stop. 
any 9-11 responders from New Jersey or anybody who supports 9-11 responders can go to our website, get our email addresses, and just email us or call us and say you want to RSVP a seat on the bus, and you can go down there, and you can see how the political process works, and you can see that in nine years, not one 9-11 responder has been in the news for robbing a bank or killing somebody. These men and women have waited nine years. They've had their backs against the wall. We've been taken out of character. We are desperate and we need help. But not once have we made the headlines for doing something illegal. Other than a couple of people with scams, and you really, can you fault somebody when they're desperate after nine years? You've had congressmen and senators kicked out of Washington for doing worse things than we've done. Nine years ago, we held these people heroes, and I can tell you now, they're more heroes now for waiting nine years to help, which is unbelievable. And that's a testament to their character. The resolving testament of these people is, 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 is the reason why I do what I do. Well, well, John, we appreciate that. And although we're coming into a break, we want you to hang on the phone because we have much more to talk about. I hope you have the time. And sure. I just wanted to uh, end up with this scripture from this segment because this is this came to me when I was thinking of you, John. I was praying about you for this show, and this jumped right out of me. Hebrews twelve two to three. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. John, we love you. We need people like you to not grow weary and lose heart, John. And and I'm just so proud to, I know we've only met a few times, but I'm just so proud to know you and uh, we're honored to have you on the show. We want to talk uh, when we come back a, a little bit about what your mindset was the day that you rushed in and uh, maybe a little bit more about that day. But we'll definitely get the word out today about your rally. And uh, again, you can go to tandemradio.com and get to the link for the Feel Good Foundation and find out all about what we're doing. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. In 1956, 256 high school students went to the very first FCA camp in Estes Park, Colorado. Last summer, we had over 48,000 athletes and coaches attend FCA camps all over the country. For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. 
Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. You're listening to Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Call our show at 1-800-575-9564 or visit our website at tandemradio.com. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. We're here in the studio with our guest, Jeremy Skilling, who was actually in the towers that day on 9-11. And uh, we also have on the rate, on the air with us uh, on his phone from New York, John Feel of the Feel Good Foundation. Peter? Well, John, I'm going to ask you, you know, how did you get there and what happened? And, you know, even the fact, and I know you don't like to talk about how you donated a kidney and all that stuff. But listen, we hear in the background, obviously you're out somewhere. Where are you now? What's happening today for you? Well, Peter, today I'm at Groton, Massachusetts. And um, even Peter, yourself, and your listeners, and Glenn, you too, I implore you guys to write letters about what you think about peace. And last September, um, a teacher and her six students, um, they wrote me and asked me to write a letter on what I think about peace. And this book, this uh, Pages for Peace book, is the world's largest book. It's 10 by 12. It's got a $400,000 robotic arm that turns to pages. And I said I'd be on it because in that book is uh, the Dalai Lama, Nelson Mandela, ex-presidents, and they wanted my letter to be in their book. And I said, better yet, I won't only write you a letter, I'll bring you the letter. With that, I brought 10 9-11 responders with me in April, and the town did a parade for these men, and I spoke in front of 2,000 kids. But I never wrote the letter, Peter. I had the original kids from the six years ago that thought of this club for this book um, do an essay on what I thought about peace, and today I'm going to present a $1,000 scholarship check for the senior now to go to college next year. And, and every time I come up here, or even when I don't and I mail them, I send letters from everybody about what they think about peace. And I employ everybody to do it. And um, I'm a strong uh, believer in peace. And one day we will have that, not because of a world leader or because of a famous person, but because an everyday average person, a teacher or a construction worker, will make peace in this world. I I strongly believe that. John, we we just take us back how you actually, you know, got to Ground Zero, what what led you there, and, and then, you know, you know, you have, unfortunately, the tab of being the first person injured post-attack. So what exactly happened to you? Sure. Um, I wasn't there on the 11th. Um, I got there on the night of the 12th. I worked for five days until the 17th when 8,000 pounds of steel crushed my left foot. And um, I hold that distinct honor of being the worst injury at Ground Zero during the whole 10-month cleanup. I spent 11 weeks in the hospital uh, fighting for my life with gangrene. I, um, uh, I had to learn how to walk again. I had to learn how to redo everything, and we take for granted our feet. And uh, if you got bad feet, I, I feel for you. But uh, I'm proud that I haven't taken a painkiller in over six years. I was diagnosed by four doctors with post-traumatic. I've yet to take a pill for it. And I was, I was, I was fortunate and blessed to be able, healthy enough to donate a kidney to a complete stranger. And um, it was the easiest operation out of the dozens that I've had. And... Um, Actually, August 30th was my three-year anniversary, Peter, of donating that kidney. And people, people started to realize that I didn't just donate a kidney to somebody because it was a six-person swap. So in essence, I got to help three people. And, and, and I never won lotto. I've never been rich. But that, that's, that's, my, that's, that's my lotto for me. And uh, there's not a better feeling in the world than giving the gift of life. 
John. And uh, I'm fortunate. John, w one of the difficulties many that 9-11 first responders have faced is the assumption, and not because people don't care, they just didn't know, because once they find out, they, they're understandable and many help. But they have not understood exactly how many people uh, have gotten ill and, and the effects that it hit them financially, mentally, socially, and what have you. Just talk a little bit about that to the numbers that we're at already. And in fact, I know you've stated and others that when it's on, sadly, when it's all said and done, more people will have died from the aftermath of the attack than in the attack itself. Sure. Um, Peter, 2,751 lives were lost on 9-11-01, and um, that is sad as it is, but we are going to outnumber them, I would say, in the next five, six, seven years. Um, everybody's statistics are wrong, but we uh, estimated at 900, and I think that's still low. Um, I can tell you, I came up to Groton, Massachusetts yesterday, but before I left here, I was in the hospital with two 9-11 responders. One who needs uh, a double lung transplant because he has pulmonary fibrosis. He's not going to get that transplant. He's going to die. And the other one is in final stages of stage four small intestine cancer. He's going to die. I've been to 41 funerals in the last four years. 41 funerals. I had to buy a new suit because the other one got worn out. Um, the, the health effects that 9-11 and its aftermath has caused is, is unsolvable. And for any scientist or doctor to say that there's no uh, scientific uh, conclusive studies to link these illnesses uh, is, 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 is out of their mind, and it's absurd. And they're probably getting a grant from the government, and they have to be careful what they say. But I can tell you, if you took every toxin that was in the air at Ground Zero and individually put them in a bottle, there would be an exon and saying this may cause cancer, or this is dangerous for you if you inhaled it. Now you take the hundreds of thousands of toxins and put them together, Nobody's seen anything ever like that. So for a doctor or a scientist to say anything different is, is basically you might as well slap a red nose on them because they're clowns. And um, I've said this repeatedly over the last few days. 9-11 has caused these cancers in these men, and there's nobody that can tell me different. Well, it's amazing, John, how uh, you know, politics kind of tends to throw common sense right out the door. Um, John, if we could, and we're going to come back to um, the uh, people and your foundation. Uh, I know we're losing a little signal on your phone, maybe uh, where you're standing, your cell phone. But uh, real quick, on, on the minds of our listeners, I'm sure some of them are wondering, what makes somebody like John rush in? Now, you said you weren't there at 9-11, but you know what? Obviously, you were watching it or heard it or whatever. What got you in the car to, what was your motivation? I'm sure you speak for many of the first responders. What was your motivation to get in that car and go to Ground Zero? Well, Glenn, I was, um, I was a supervisor in a demolition company. And not only uh, doing construction in the last 20 years, I was also in the United States military. Um, I, in my mind, the most patriotic person I know. My logo of my foundation is tattooed on my back. Mm. Everything I own is red, white, and blue, a camouflage. Um, I was, up, I was upstate in Nanuet doing a large job where the towers were hit. When I rushed home, I wanted to go right away. But I had to wait, and um, out of 200 people in my company, uh, myself and my, uh, the owner of the business went down there. Wow. I had a, a police escort from Nassau County Police, and right there uh, on the night of the 12th, I started working, and I worked 43 hours straight before I took a break. And um, it is the most surreal thing that uh, I've ever seen. I don't talk about it. Um, it's, it's just not, uh, something that I talk about, but, um, those five days, uh, are part of me. 
and I'll, I'll, I'll live with it, and I'll die with it, knowing what I did for this country. Mm. Well, God bless you, John. We, we really, really do appreciate all you've done and continue to do. And we want to talk about more about your foundation before we wrap up. Uh, but again, I just want to implore you, uh, consider, consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. God I, I, loves you, John. I just want to say that the, the single greatest thing now that we could do for John Feel and the 40,000 others, and it's good to talk about the foundation and all this, is to get, excuse the word, freaking ball over the line. This vote that John just spoke about that's coming up in two weeks, the best thing and only thing a listener needs to do now is take the time Monday morning Call your Congress office and tell them they must vote for that vote. Am I right, John? Is that is that the single best thing someone listening now well, can do? I implore your your listeners. Every New Jersey congressman voted yes except for one, and his name was Congressman uh, Garrett. I implore you all to call Mr. Garrett's office and tell him that New Jersey has the second highest populated state of 9/11 responders that are sick and dying, and that he needs to vote yes like an American and not like a Republican. Hmm. Well, it's good to hear, John. And anything else we can do, I'm sure we can find out on your website. John, uh, you've been a blessing to so many people. We appreciate it. I know I see you out there at rallies, and, and you're relentless. And I know I can see it in your eyes. Even when I talk to you, uh, you well up about the families and, and all those first responders. So we thank you. God bless you. And uh, really appreciate hey. Travel safe back, all right? Glenn, I just want to say thank you. And uh, I, I want everybody to know, um, in the three and a half years that I've known Peter Grandage, Peter Grandich has literally taken this mom-and-pop foundation and carried it on his back. And I can never thank Peter enough in this lifetime, but I know somewhere else in another lifetime that I'll be able to thank him in a bigger way. Well, John, the day that the bill passes, that'll be thanks enough. God bless you guys. God bless you, too. Thank you, John. We really do appreciate it. Well, we're coming up to the end of the show. Again, uh, thanks for listening. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. till noon Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, uh, if you don't get us on the Bridge FM radio stations, there's a half a dozen stations to listen to. You can listen to us live every week on TandemRadio.com. Also, don't forget on the Internet, on the website, we do have the show's archive. You can see the video of what we're doing. So, uh, Jeremy, wave to the crowd up there. I want to thank Jeremy Skillings. I thought we were going to squeeze him in for one last uh, portion, but Peter, do you have something you want to close with? Yeah, for Jeremy and all the people that were there, because you can see after nine years sitting next to Jeremy, what it still brings to him, let this be the last year that we need to think about how horrible it was and that we can move on from this. That's right. Like Anna said, we really need to keep a, a positive thought on it because positive did come out of it in the long run, and uh, we implore all our politicians to get with it and vote that bill in. You've been listening to The Good News on Business, a Tandem Radio live broadcast heard here on the Bridge FM Radio Network and streaming at tandemradio.com. Don't forget to join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and call us and email us with your questions because we'd love to hear from you. You can also visit our website for the latest blogs from Peter and Glenn along with other information about upcoming guests, events, and business opportunities. I'm Kevin Reeves, and from everyone at Tandem Radio, we hope that you have a blessed week. And remember, walk with the Lord every day, in every way.